0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition, uh, midseason February gloom episode of the Bench Talk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Parker, with co-host Dylan Moss. Dylan, how are we doing this fine Saturday night? Oh, Joey, you know, I'm just glad
1: to hear your voice. It's been a while.
0: I'm glad to hear my voice, too. You know, sometimes, you know, you live alone in Waterloo, Iowa in February and life gets dull, man. Life gets dull. Wake up every day, punch the clock. But, hey, we're here, we're here, and we're here.
1: We're all just part of the proletariat, dude, you know. You know, the bourgeoisie is working against us.
0: That's what I'm saying. The proletariat needs to rise up and overthrow the bourgeoisie. But, you know, everyone in the proletariat these days in Iowa thinks they're going to become, you know, the next Elon Musk because, you know, they've watched Wolf of Wall Street one too many times. But, hey, here we are. Uh. All right, well, Joe, who started last time, you or me? I don't know. It's been a while. We'll say you start this time. I think you. I started last time.
1: All right, so it's been a while since this person has been in the headlines, but I'm not going to let him escape his behavior, okay? Eli Apple is my first bench moment of the week. Eli Apple, I don't know if you were paying attention on Twitter, Joey, but right before that championship game was talking so much shit, it was ridiculous. He's tweeting everybody, anyone and everyone. All right. Eli Apple thinks that the Cincinnati Bengals were so good because of him. When in reality, the Cincinnati Bengals were so good in spite of him. Okay. he's He is the left back of every Sunday league. He sucks. So you hide him. That's Eli Apple. He's a terrible, terrible player.
0: Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with you on this one, sir. Uh, Eli Apple, massive liability. And that's the thing with cornerbacks. It's like the thing with a lot of cornerbacks is like even when they get burnt, like they'll get burned deep and then the receiver will drop the ball and the cornerback starts celebrating like they they locked them up or something. And Eli Apple's got to be like the epitome of that mindset and lifestyle of, you know, he's the type of guy that did nothing on the group project, but he still got an A and – He's he's been on liability. I, I'm my one of my friends, Bengals fan, friend, Zach Worster. I am pretty sure is is not a big fan, and it's understandable. You know, I, Eli Apple's overrated. Talks a lot of shit, and then just gets burned.
1: Overrated by who? I think the only person that overrates Eli Apple is Eli Apple.
0: Yes, but he makes enough noise that that's a good point. I, <laughs> I, say, I don't. I don't actually know anyone that respects Eli Apple. I think they all just. He does get killed on Twitter.
1: Yeah. No no wide receiver fears Eli Apple. They're, they're not circling that one as the matchup. They're like yeah. circling as like, I'm going to
0: get some yards today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, my number one, uh, these are in no particular order this week, are uh, I've got a cu- couple Purdue fans on my uh, timeline, one of them being Mitchell Ihenen's brother. And so my bench moment is Purdue fans – who say that Zach Eadie would still be good even if he was not 7'3". Has anyone ever seen Zach? uh, Now, here's the thing. Zach Eadie is 7'3". He's huge, and he averages like 30 and 15 it seems like every game. I'm not going to take that away from him. But if you chopped six inches off of Zach Eadie, he'd be playing at Buena Vista College right now coming off the bench. Like, he is only good because he's 7'3". He doesn't have that many he doesn't have go to post moves. He's got drop stuff left, drop stuff right, and then just get the ball and spin around and shoot over everyone because he's seven foot three. Zach Udi does not have that much skill. He will not be an effective NBA player. And all you Purdue fans are, oh, Zach Udi is good. would be good anyway. Like, no, if Zach Udi was six foot eight, he'd be in the American Rivers Conference coming off the match. Yeah. Bad Rivers team, by the way. Josh Van Gorp would eat, it, eat him alive.
1: Yeah, speaking of which, uh, shout out to our alumni, um, conference champs. Shout yeah. to
0: make, make the big dance, baby. Like, let's go dance in Dutch. Uh, anyways. Uh, Dylan, I'm going to stop you there. They got upset in the semifinals. They're not going to go dancing. Oh, oh well, this is why you should stay up to date on your, on your sports teams. But, but if K Terrell, if you're out there listening, super awesome to see Kate Terrell have a great fifth year. You know, Central College basketball is probably a grind for him, but he he was a baller this year for the Central College Dutch and uh as always go Dutch baby. Woo.
1: Yeah, good for get for them. He he sort of had a rough career for a while. So you know yeah. I, I, rough, rough run of years. So good, yeah. good on coach uh yeah. Steinkamp, right?
0: Yeah, Stein Coach Steinkamp or Joe Steinkamp or Greg Popovich some have started to say this year. I mean, let a let a historic turnaround for the Central College Dutch and think the program's back on the right track. Which you know, we love to see. Uh
1: Back to your Zach Eady comment, though, I don't understand why. You, what, like, if you're a Purdue fan, do you need to justify that Zach Eady would be good if he's not seven three? He is seven three, and he is good because he's seven three. Yeah, 7'3". yeah I don't. Like, I, I don't get that. Let me like saying Messi. Messi would be good even if he couldn't dribble super well. No, he couldn't. He's five yeah. eight. Like, you can't take away his number one skill set and be like, yeah, he'd still be good. That's not yeah. how it works.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just the, the whole discourse around him. Like, yeah, he's a, he's one of the best players in the country, partially because of his size. Actually, majorly because of his size, and that's that's okay. That's fine. It is who he is. He's not going to suddenly become 6'8", six, six, for some reason like that, is what it is. We just move on.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. So, sticking in the college basketball realm, I – for number two, I'm going to put Wisconsin basketball fans on the bench. I'm, mm. I'm benching them, okay? Joey, I don't know how much you follow Wisconsin basketball, but the amount of hate Greg Gard has been getting for having really one down year is just excessive. It's bad. The team is not good this year. It happens, all right? Yeah. But at the same point, if you look at the stats, actually, so we just beat the Hawkeyes, who, again, are in their love, especially with the – McCaffrey brothers and Fran McCaffrey. We we've, we've beaten them twice now, okay? We have a better record than Michigan, who we also beat. You know, just because we're not what we standardly are, I don't think they should just want to fire Greg Gard right away just because the football team fired Paul Chris, now they want to fire Greg Gard. Terrible ter- terrible decision. He's won two out of the last three Big 10 titles. He sh- he's not he should not be on the hot seat. Putting him on the hot seat is a bad take.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'll have to agree with you there. You, you, I mean, you guys are still kind of on the bubble too, flirting around. It's not like you get, you had some sort of below 500 season. You you lost Johnny Davis. You lost Johnny Davis, and so of course it was going to be tough to replace a guy that was all league, and he's done a good job. I mean, granted, if you want to talk about, uh, you probably didn't recruit that well with the talent, lack of talent on the team. Yeah, you know, but that's a different conversation. But in terms of I think he still is getting the most out of the team with what the talent that he has. The fact that this team is even on the bubble. If Fred Hoiberg was coach of this team, he guys would be 10 and 17 right now. So I, I think Greg Gard is an excellent coach. I'm not going to go out and say he's the greatest recruiter, but he is an excellent, excellent in-game and culture coach. And Wisconsin fans should be blessed and lucky to have him.
1: Yeah, I guess especially when you look at their their who their best players are right now. Okay, Chucky Hepburn isn't what he was last year. He's a sophomore. Like, let's relax. Connor Essigan yeah. looks like the real deal. Tyler Wall. Um oh, I guess they healthy. Yeah, Stephen Crow, like are they not having like necessarily huge years? No, but they were never huge. I just I don't know where the idea that them having huge years really came from. Yeah. I'm just pulling up the things right now. Um, where we are in the Big Ten.
0: Say you're nine and nine,
1: yeah. We're we're right in that pack
0: with that, right in that pack with everyone else, though. You win three out of your last four, and suddenly you'll finish fifth. I mean, the big 10, the middle of the big 10 is a supernova of clusterism,
1: yeah. I mean, it's not until you really get to Ohio State and Minnesota that are just terrible teams in the conference.
0: Um,
1: and that's just, I mean, Northwestern who would have predicted Northwestern going 11 and six in the
0: conference this year? It's still fake, it's still fake. Don't get me started. I don't
1: know. Boo Booey needs to just go. How is Boo Booey still in college? Guys like I don't Jordan know I
0: mean. all over again. Don't insult Boo Booey like that.
1: Yeah, but jo- dude, Jordan Bowie boo- did college a year before I did and then two years after I graduated. That's pretty impressive. That's, he's old. He was old. He was like an old man when he retired. He is, yeah, he's like 26 now. That's crazy. He's like, oh, I have the record for
0: threes. No kidding. You played two extra seasons. Yeah, three. <laughs> well, anyway, my second uh, benchmark of the Week. I was thinking about this today while I was in the shower. You ever think about the uselessness, the uselessness of the letter Q? Like, if we took the letter Q out of the alphabet and just replaced words like quick and quack with KW, we could eliminate one letter of the alphabet. The letter Q is a redundant letter because you still have to add a U after all these words anyway. Why not just do K-W? Well, that's the same. Uh, uh, like the word and the, you know, the, the food, the quiche. That could just be K-E-E instead of Q-U-I. The letter Q is a redundant, useless letter. And I'm sticking by this take. Uh, I, don't, I don't really have a... I don't, I don't have anything on
1: this one this is that's 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 all you do I guess I don't think about the redundancy of letters in the alphabet
0: I this think is, x, x would be another one that maybe no you need X for like marking spots like, try... <laughs> okay okay so uh
1: how in I guess I don't know how people that didn't know how to write their name would really sign for things because they typically put in X exactly So yeah so we probably do need X. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have not thought about the uh useless usefulness or uselessness of letters all that all that much. Cause, so. cause
0: X, because X, if, in the words, if you replace the letter X with other letters to make the same sound, it would be like E K S or E C K S. So you're adding more letters, you're adding a lot of work. But Q always goes with the letter U. So then you just replace Q U with like KW or or whatever. And I just think we could save a lot of paper, save a lot of printing on the uh, children's alphabet tiles. Uh, uh, as as, as somebody prints a
1: lot, I
0: don't think you're saving a whole lot of money. No, it's it's all about the long run. So you're not thinking big picture. But anyway, we can move on. This you know. Okay. So um, this out for the you know PSA general public knowledge in Q redundant letter.
1: Yeah, I don't know what degree you have if you're an expert in alphabets or languages, but uh, if you could. Give us your take on that. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, um, I am giving the third one to longtime listener Salvador Salado Herrera. Joey, I don't know if you noticed, but Sal uh, and his clothing company, who I will not be mentioning on here uh, by name, has come up with new merch. All right, and as a uh, small-time podcast that frequently. Shouts out their brand um and posts their stuff on their personal accounts. I would have I would have thought that we would have gotten, you know, maybe a little, little uh free hat, like a free
0: hat. Like a, yeah. We're not asking, we're not asking for a bomber jacket or anything, but a hat or a t-shirt never killed anyone. I, I couldn't agree more.
1: And and I and, and Sally, I know you're listening because you always do. Uh if you send me a hat, I will consider that a sponsorship deal. And we will rename uh, Dylan's Question of the Week, Sal's Clothing Company's name. I'll use the real yeah. name, but I will call it Dylan's Question of the Week,
0: sponsored by Sal's Clothing Company. So we can make a sound. Dylan's, this is how it will sound. So Dylan's Question of the Week, sponsored by Ho Hos Cover. That's what your company is to us right now, because we have promoted your business. We have some some analysts in the field say we have helped promote your company and grow your marketing and brand by 20%. And for us not to even get a free hat, I am hurt. I am outraged. But Dylan and I are forgiving, compassionate people, and uh, we're willing to let the if hat shows up in the mail or something. Like, me personally, I'm I'm a beanie guy, but you know, I, I'd go I'd go for a regular baseball cap too. I'm not picky.
1: Yeah, and so I'm saying it right now. I would I would maybe wear it at every soccer game I coach this year. Just saying, I need a new hat to coach with.
0: Exactly. Promote it to the now you're promoting to the high school generation, too. That's exactly the demographic he's looking for.
1: Yep. See, you know, we we got we got a social media platform. We could tweet it out. You never know. Yeah. These are just business opportunities. You're letting yeah. slide.
0: All right. Jerry, yeah. Yep. That I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, my next one. Uh, would like to uh, I mean, this is this is low hanging fruit, but I just got to say it. Big 10 basketball refs this year. My God. So what what really set me off is you can go under my Twitter likes if you're curious. And there is a tweet from Illinois basketball player, RJ Melendez. He's quote tweeting a video of the Illinois versus Northwestern basketball game last night. And RJ Melendez is chasing a Northwestern basketball player around multiple screens. And the Northwestern center is literally kicking his legs out like, like 60 degrees from vertical to keep RJ Melendez from being able to defend the guy that he's trying to chase around these screens. I mean, it is like blatantly obvious. It's like it's like if you were trying to stretch your hamstrings in a soccer warm-up, you're just kicking your legs back and forth. That's what he's doing, setting these screens. And the big ten refs are just oh blah, blah, blah. like and that I'm sure every Big Ten fan in the world could point out stupid crap that's happened, including uh Rutgers fans. I mean, my God with the uh, Rutgers Ohio State thing earlier this year. I mean, Big Ten basketball refs. Like, and everyone's like, you know, I know some people on, on Twitter and on social media on the news are going to say, Joe, you always complain about the refs. You know who has great refs, and I will not say them? The Pac-12. The Pac-12 gets great refs, and I don't understand why Ke- we can't hire some of their talent. But we don't need to go into it. I just wanted to play. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: did you see the Fran McCaffrey thing with the referee today? Yeah. Which I don't actually even know if that ref is wrong, but I just don't like Fran McCaffrey, so I'm siding with the referee. So I, any referee that stands up to Fran McCaffrey is a
0: fan. I'm a fan of, so good for him. No, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I I don't like Fran McCaffrey, but he was completely right. That ref is wrong. I
1: I don't care. I think really a jump fan. ball. The Fran Fran is the Eli Apple of college basketball. No, stop that. Yes. I'm and, not gonna stand for that. Fran thinks he's so good. Fran has never even made a. Fran 16.
0: defends his players. Fran I, never never made players, a 16. Players love playing for Fan McCaffrey. I'm guessing he's always got their back. I'll,
1: I'll give because you. he because he's the biggest show. You can get away with anything because everyone's always concerned about what Fran's doing.
0: Exactly, that's good coaching. That is not good, co- <laughs> good I coaching. I digress. I digress. Yeah. Not, but, okay. We both hate him. So but, yeah.
1: But, okay. Uh, my number four is I don't actually think he's that bad of a guy. I like his commentary. Greg Olson. I don't know if you've seen, but since Tom Brady has retired, which you could put into its own bench moment for him yeah, retiring. Well, after another podcast. One. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Greg Olson is, is basically getting benched for
0: Tom Brady in a year. Yeah. Like, I do Greg actually Olson. feel bad about this because Greg Olson was actually really good this year. and I've, I don't love that they're taking him away from the primetime Fox games, but is what it is no
1: he was very good I think I originally put him on here though because in I think it was the 49ers Cowboys game uh after Brett Maher had decided to just completely forget how to kick field goals in the postseason he stands up there and goes and Kyle Shanahan definitely has the kicking advantage he was like thanks Greg I appreciate the mm-hmm. reminder that my kicker has missed five straight postseason field goals <laughs> it's awesome
0: thanks, he bud. was trying to he was trying to blunt the fall but yeah, that's rough
1: getting benched.
0: Yeah. Hey, you and I know all about that. That's, that's how this podcast was founded, you know, getting benched. Yeah,
1: Good, po- good points. I mean, Greg Olson
0: started, started really start Greg Olson's career as Greg Olson. Yeah. Greg Olson, potential guest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know my, my last one is, is a guest we need.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I guess my fourth one, I've already I already mentioned this to you off the air, but my, uh, this fourth bench one of the week is uh, my Saturday night this week, except for recording the podcast. I always, you know, we always love recording the podcast when we get the time. But uh, other than that, my Saturday night has consisted of budgeting and laundry. And if that doesn't speak volumes to what becoming an adult is and what your early 20s can be like if you live alone, then I don't know what does
1: yeah I, I wish I could tell you that it gets better um
0: but you don't at if least was, you live, yeah. at least you live with your lovely fiance who brightens your day every time you see her and you guys never have a bad moment together and life is great
1: yeah all true things but like we just had to buy a dryer the other day that was that was not fun <laughs> this is not, not a fun use of nine hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, that's Um, That's – but, hey, you know what? Well, once – you know, we'll get in the month of of March, March Madness, and then NBA playoffs, and then Premier League running. You know, things to look forward to.
1: Oh, yeah. All right, so my my final person for the pod in this week is Paxton Lynch. Now, I don't know if this stat is true, but it's been making rounds. Paxton Lynch is the only QB to be benched in the NFL – the UC, the USS XFL, and the Canadian Football League CFL. So uh he's a four-time, four-time starting bench quarterback. Uh which if there's if there isn't a more bench moment, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, if we if we do
0: our top five bench moments of the year, of course, the problem is we haven't recorded any of this stuff. But uh hypothetically that that's, that's in contention for number one. I mean, that's the crux of this podcast. And honestly, the, the, you know, the NFL hall of fame, you know, how sometimes they, they put in, you know, noteworthy stats and stuff. I feel like they should have a small Paxton Lynch statue for setting this record. It's a pretty incredible record. If you think about it, all he's got to do yeah. is get benched in the arena football league and he'll have done the the great Pentagon.
1: Which, Like, when you really think about it, this means Paxton Lynch was good enough to win the starting job four times. So he's obviously not bad, but I don't know if you can classify him as good either. No. No. He's not good. Hey, he's good enough to win the starting job four times, all right? How many people ever
0: get four chances to fuck up? That's true. He's got dirt on people. I just wonder about But anyway, Paxton Lynch, if you're listening, you want to come on the pod? Love to have you.
1: Talk us through those moments. What? Which bench is better?
0: I have a sneaky feeling it's the XFL. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, my last bench moment of the week is anyone who hated on Rihanna during the Super Bowl. Rihanna is a beautiful, sexy queen. She was incredible up there. Looked so Beautiful in her red, red outfit. Even even with the baby bump, just a beautiful, sexy queen. Rihanna, you have my heart.
1: Yeah, I, I can't disagree. Uh, you know, Rihanna, I, I do I was a little upset that she didn't sing um Hey Mr. DJ. You know, that was a little disappointing. The original, yeah. I wanted the OG Rihanna song. That would have been awesome. Would have felt like full circle. It just didn't happen. Yeah. Well, that's life. And she didn't bring in any guests. It's a little depressing.
0: Yeah, I was hoping for that.
1: Not not like she doesn't have a catalog of of people.
0: But whatever. All right, sir. Uh, got a question for me? You know, Dylan's question. Yeah. Not sponsored by Sal's company at the moment? Yeah, yeah.
1: So I can do the question. Now, Joey. Uh, maybe, and I think it, I think that you brought this up earlier in the year, as people should watch it. um, My question is, how do you make the NBA a more uh, consumable product that actually gets the average sporting fan into watching it? Are you talking about the All-Star game? No, just in general, the NBA. Like, I've never, I haven't watched the NBA game. I watched the finals. That's about it, where uh, I just feel like the game's don't really matter. I'm not, they're not intense. Uh, whereas if I watch it, if I'm gonna watch college football, I know that game for the most part matters a little bit. Yeah, NFL games matter. Same thing yeah. with the Prem games matter. College never basketball is important.
0: Yeah, I think and the problem is they would never do this because of the TV money, but they need to mm-hmm. shorten the season. And I know that's not really like a hot or interesting take. But if you shorten the season, it becomes more like college basketball where every game truly does matter. And then also you can give guys more rest so there's less less load management so then your stars aren't missing primetime games. And unfortunately, that's what happens a lot right now. It's an 82-game season. That's too many games. But it's what it is.
1: And so I don't really have a, another answer other than, yeah, making, making less games. Um, yeah. And the, Less is the more. Load, load management is the load of crap. I think yeah. like if you're a star, or if you're I don't know, if you're getting paid, you should only not be playing unless you're injured. I don't know. That's yeah,
0: kind of yeah. my theory. But I also don't fault them because I mean, playing three to four games a week for thirty-five weeks straight is a lot. I think they just need to give them more time to rest with fewer games. Because if these guys are only going to play two games a week, let's schedule two games a week anyway. It'll make the games more meaningful, and the stars won't miss the games, which in turn will make people more want to tune in and watch.
1: Yeah, it's just all that, that nasty TV money, you know? Yep, yep,
0: yep. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll pose a question back to you. Uh, who is your celebrity hall pass in your relationship?
1: Oh, yeah well yours
0: is Michelle Obama isn't it no but she's oh. a she's a close second uh, no I have a new one well Michelle oh, you... also like oh my god ten thousand percent yes uh, I don't what a beautiful sexy woman oh I haven't
1: thought about this in a while um okay I'll give you I'll give you the three. Okay, I'll give you the four I'm thinking of. It's a lot of hall passes. Well, I'm not going to get all four, so I'm going to narrow it down, I guess. So, these were the all four right. original – these are the four people that came to mind. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Classic. Standard. Yeah, that that seems kind of basic. Uh, Mila Very. Kunis. I do like Mila Ooh. Kunis. Yeah. yeah. Um, Megan Great Fox actress. came up. Megan Fox came up. Childhood crush, dude. That's That's been mm-hmm. forever.
0: That's everyone's so, childhood crush.
1: Yeah, so here's the thing is I feel like I'm way I'm like this is kind of like you know those are older women now, but they're not necessarily young.
0: Hey, you're uh, an older man now. you you know I guess, but we're not spr- way- we're not spring chickens anymore. Yeah, so I guess and then the one that would be that
1: would be closer to my age is I don't even know what her her real name is, but uh, who's the girl from Otter Banks? The uh, she was in Knives Out, the the new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion too.
0: The the main.
1: I don't. Yeah. I don't know the. I don't know her name. Sarah Cameron. I don't know what her real name is, too. But those are the four I'm going. But I'm, I have to probably stick with Megan Fox. I think Megan Fox is the one I'm going yeah. with.
0: Mine now after the Spider-Man trilogy, Zendaya. Okay. She just seems like a wonderful woman. She seems funny. Yeah.
1: She's got to have a good sense of humor. She's obviously not going for uh, height, so that'll help you.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Tom Holland's like five six. So. He's a short king. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Well awesome. anything else for the good of the cause? Uh we'll try to do this again soon, sometime around March Madness.
1: Yeah, I think we should we should definitely uh preview March Madness. Maybe we can go through a couple Ooh, maybe we'll yeah. get a bench talk um uh, bench talk bracket pool.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Idea. Let's do well, that. I'll throw the plug out for uh my brother usually does a big big pool every year. So, throw right. that. But no, we could do a special bench talk. You know, deviate from our normal hilariousness and kind of go through some picks, give the people some some guidance into our brackets. You know, last year I picked Kansas to win my bracket, got third in a 60 team pool. You know,
1: that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think I had. I can not even remember who I had last year. Can't recall
0: can't recall. Yeah. I think I did really bad. I did really bad, so I didn't yeah. care. See, I'm studying right now. I'm watching watching Indiana versus Purdue, Big Ten battle. Uh, Jalen hood Shafino balling out. Dude, what about Northwestern that one week? What a week they had. Yeah, they cost me some money. Oh, my God. Northwestern upsets. Number one Purdue. Northwestern. Dude, that was – you want to talk about bad beats – I parlayed Iowa and Purdue, basically even money, both of their money lines because Iowa was playing Minnesota. Purdue was literally winning for 37 minutes.
1: It don't matter.
0: Cost me 20 bucks. Then I had to get that money back on tails on the Super Bowl, which, you know, you all know about from my snap story. So that worked out. Made my money back for the day. End of the day, even. Can't complain.
1: There you go. There you go. So it was all good. but
0: Yeah, it worked out. worked out. All right, good, sir. Yes, well, sir. All right. Let's see. Uh anything else for the good of the cause? Nope. I got nothing. All right. Go Dutch, baby. Yeah. Woo!